0: They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. We'll make the film about a man that's sad and
1: lonely. And all I gotta do is act naturally. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Talk Hard, presented by Walk Softly Films. you Thanks, everyone, for listening, for sharing, for telling your friends and family. Uh, We keep doing it because you keep listening, so thank you, and uh, remember to click that share button, give us a review, give us some stars, we'd appreciate it. Uh, We are once again all in the same room here, so uh, we got a lot to get to, we're going to skip the formalities. Uh, Scott, you want to say hi to the people?
2: Hey everybody, uh, let's 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 let my little hello be what we're going to talk about on the show today. Okay, so we got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy talk. Yes, right on time, right on top of it. That's right. We're <laughs>
1: only mere a mere six weeks after it came out. <laughs> uh, we we're going to see
0: and Todd still hasn't seen it, so it's going to be good for him. <laughs> we're going to talk TV memorabilia. Mm-hmm. You got me. I'm I'm staying. I'm staying the rest of the time. Now. <laughs> Todd's in. All right. Anything else uh, to tempt
1: the folks? Yeah, man. Let's give it, let's give a couple more little teasers here. Uh, we might talk about uh, an interaction you had on Twitter with one Norm McDonald. Oh, wow! And uh, maybe get into how awful this year was on Memorial Day for Hollywood, and
2: what we think about that.
1: So, among a couple other things. Possibly. A lot to get to, a short time to get there. That
2: Todd? Means, that's going to mean some Pirates of the Caribbean talk. It could be Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean talk.
1: Uh, Todd, you want to say hi to the fans? Yeah. Hi, fans. How are you? That's that's uh, short and sweet. It's what we like. So, okay, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was released a few weeks ago. Scott, you and I have seen it. I've seen it twice. How many times have you seen it?
0: Uh... Just once. I think, just you mean, uh, I think you mean volume two, right? I feel like I've seen What'd it. What did I say? I think you said three. Did oh, I did say I say three? three? Okay, yes, volume he did two. He okay. jumped. He, Man, jumped really, he, he has seen three. I'm really behind then. I can't let that get out. We're,
1: we need to edit <laughs> that out. I can't let that get out that I've seen that. Um, Uh-oh, Fygg just
0: pulled up into the driveway.
1: I, I stupid. I wrote Guardians 3 on my outline. That's Okay, but anyway. <laughs> so it was two, uh, but I've seen it twice. You've seen it once, and... Todd hasn't seen it, so if you average it, everybody's seen it once. Right. So we're free to talk about
0: it. I've seen Hobgoblins. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah,
2: I've seen it at least once. I can't. I can't decide whether it's once or twice. But anyway. Um,
1: so where did you where did you watch it?
2: I watched it uh, in Lexington mm-hmm. in an XD theater. Nice. Yeah, the uh, the Fayette Mall. Yeah, yeah. So for all you listening out of state, it's a
0: good one. <laughs> come on in the if, can, if you can stand drive through that town <laughs> yeah what about you
1: I saw it first time at movie tavern um, it was it was released on my daughter's 18th birthday and that's what she wanted to do for her birthday was go see Guardians uh, of the Galaxy at the movie tavern
2: so would you apart from that would you ever watch a movie you wanted to see first time in the movie tavern um, Does it bother you as much as it would bother me? I
1: would now because of that they've changed it. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have before when they had the little tables with the Christmas lights hung up there for like that was an office chairs that you sat in that was awful. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the one in Brandon's Crossing is pretty nice with the recliners and all that, and it's not okay. it's not nearly as bad as it was. So all right, that's where we're actually going to see Wonder Woman. Also, is at the movie tavern because that's what Christy wanted to do for her birthday, and I'm just here to serve. Uh, second time I just saw it in Danville. Um, which is not a wonderful place to see a movie. <laughs> yeah. Just a
0: reminder. I haven't seen it. <laughs> so I didn't yeah, see it we'll, either of those places. Yeah. By
2: the way, we'll keep for, you know, even though Todd may be the only person that hasn't seen it yet since we're so late on this, but, uh, mm-hmm. we will keep this fairly spoiler free. Yeah,
1: I think we can do that. Um, so let's, first of all, let's, uh, we'll do positives and negatives to it in as general as we can. I think, um, to see if people agree with us or if we agree with each other. Do you have anything that stood out to you that you really liked about it? What worked for you?
2: Um, Things that really stood out to me that worked. Uh, why don't you go first on that one?
1: Uh, first thing I have written down is Kurt Russell. Yeah. Um, I thought he was great, and I did not think he phoned it in like I was right. kind of afraid that he, he might do. He definitely
2: did not phone no, it in. He, was yeah, good. he, he committed, yep. and he was good, yep.
1: Um, also thought that, the for the most part, the humor was good in it. Um, I think James Gunn does that better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will pose this question to you. Is there a chance, or would you give any credence to the opinion that Rocket might be the best written character in the comic movies? Oh, wow. Because uh... I... I've tried to think of somebody I would put over it, and I can't. So I think Rocket might be the best written.
2: I would need of all some time to chew on that yeah. uh, to decide, but I can see where you're coming from. I would, I'll say that much. Uh, he's, he's definitely got some depth to him, mm-hmm. and uh, James Gunn loves him, and I think it's his favorite character, and he obviously pours his heart and soul into it. And uh, he gave him a lot of heavy lifting in this one, and I think it was obvious that. Uh, Brad Cooper uh, took mm-hmm. it more seriously this time around too. Um, like was probably didn't feel like why am I what am I doing? Why am I doing a raccoon? You know, <laughs> right. I it got a little sense of that in the first one. Yeah. And this one, it was like you know when it, when it had banana success, I think he felt like yeah, yeah, he, he was more he was more bought in this time.
1: Yeah, I, I think that they do a good job. Like he's he's probably the funniest character in it, but I mean he he's probably the most has the most poignant moments in it also. And I think that that it's a, that's a hard um, range to make in a character yeah. who's actually a raccoon. Uh, and and I think they do it really, really well and pretty seamlessly um, in, in the first movie, but especially in the second one, I thought it was really showcased in the second one. Um, and that's another thing is I thought that everybody with the exception of Drax, which we can get into, I thought everybody kind of had their moment in this one. That was a good moment in this one for their character. Um, but I did not feel that way with about Drax. But that can be saved for the things that didn't work for me. And I thought Michael Rooker was great in this one. I
2: thought I really liked Yondu yeah. in this one a lot. I agree. And... Uh... Really enjoyed the line, and that was my big takeaway line from the whole movie. Um uh, When he's floating down on yeah. the arrow, I want a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Can we spoil one line for it? I don't know. I mean, it's it's such a payoff. It it's, is, man. You know. Let, yeah. Oh, well, we're gonna save you, Todd. Yeah, Thank we're gonna you. save the joke for but, you. But the ones that are listening,
1: it's yeah. when he's floating down with his with his wand with his arrow, and yeah. uh and and yeah, he uh, Peter Quill gets a little bit of a chuckle out of it, and it's a great interaction. It's my favorite line in the whole movie. So yeah, I agree with that. Do you have anything else that that you liked about it?
2: Um. Yeah, I, yeah. Rooker was one of my definitely one of my favorite parts, and I was glad we got more of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those those two. I think that is. I think you hit it on on those two. I was I was glad we got more of Drax, but uh, did have a problem with that too. So I loved Drax and Kurt and um, Rooker. Yep, yeah. I thought Drax is. Funny stuff is really funny.
1: Yeah. But do you want to get into the stuff we didn't like? Yep. Yeah. Because I did not, they've never given him a good moment of what Drax does in the comic books as far as being a fight, like just being a badass. Yeah. They've never given him a moment to showcase that. They had him getting just whipped in the first one. Mm. Um, Every time he fought anybody,
2: he just got the crap beat out of him. Yeah. And in the comics, he's basically engineered to kill Thanos, which is pretty interesting. And I think you could have done that with these – like, you could have done something really interesting with that, knowing that – because you do, you you grow to love him and think he's funny, but to know that he's kind of on a collision course and do it, uh, you know, to a certain extent – like uh, no country for old men mm-hmm. where you've got this collision coming mm-hmm. and it's just a, a slow, you know, you, you've got right. these two forces that are headed together and you know, what's going to happen. And like, and there's no way to keep it apart. And, but at, at no, in no way would I think Drax is any threat to Thanos whatsoever.
1: Especially you know? at the first movie where Ronan, before he got the yeah. infinity stone, yeah, threw him all over him. Yeah. 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 And then this one, he doesn't do it like at the very first of it. Um, and, and you've seen this in the – it's in the trailer, Todd, so it's not spoiling anything. But in the first of it, he jumps into the, the monster's mouth, mouth and yep. starts doing the hack job on him on the inside. And you kind of get to see that fury. When I saw that in the trailer, I was like, good, we're going to get to see Drax <laughs> yeah, go nuts. But, right. That's it. Yeah. That's the only time he does
2: anything yeah. action-wise. And it's a gag because yeah. he's not responsible right. for what happens. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Um, let me say – Let me. I can boil everything to me, like the big takeaway I had from this movie is I liked it. I think it's good period positive review, Mm -hmm. but my big takeaway of course is negative. And it's that when I stepped back, I just said, there's a little too much of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, The stuff that works, it was like James Gunn was going to give it to you. you In spades. Yeah, exactly. And uh, in the first movie, you know, everybody loved it, including me when, Drax had a big just huge laugh over you know because something was was crazy and like they crashed through the ship and he just and he has this Mm -hmm. huge boisterous laugh well he did it every chance Santa Claus in this movie it's like every other line it's a huge laugh and uh they're they're Numerous things in this movie like that, where it's it's just like it it hits you over the head with it. Um, the stuff that works, it's gonna it's just gonna pound it on you.
1: The other thing I didn't really like is the um, gosh I don't know if this will spoil anything. I didn't like Peter and Ego's fight. Yeah, yeah. I thought that the first I think I think Peter's whole thing is that he's clever mm-hmm. and then he outsmarts and outwits and and that's how you. And I didn't like the whole. Neo Superman fight at the end. Cause it's been done a million times. So that's not spoiling too much. I don't think, <laughs> but, um, I just thought like that, that wasn't, that wasn't a
2: guardian's ending for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. And, uh, the music I felt like, you know, again, maybe a few two. I, I meant to break it down and see how many songs were in the first one. How many songs are in this one? Cause it felt like more. Yeah. You know? It was like, you know, a little bit too many. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'll come up with more things that I thought there were too much of. Yeah. <laughs> I should have written them down. It's been so long <laughs> since I've seen it now. Yeah. I had them all in my head.
0: What is it? May thirty first, right?
2: Yeah. That's when we're
1: recording this, yeah.
0: May thirty first, folks.
1: Yeah, so anyway. I think that I think that covers Guardians. If you think of anything else you can Yeah, about the movie itself. Yeah, you can throw it in there. But uh I think that I think that we've hit on and if Listeners, if you agree or disagree with any of that, mm-hmm. please interact with us and let us know what you
0: think, and we will discuss it. I have one thing to say, and not having seen the movie, and who knows, I may not get to see it until I watch it on my 8K TV, but um, <laughs> any movie with Kurt Russell is better than no movie yeah. with Kurt Russell. and he is really good in this. And I honestly, I
1: wondered how in the world... With the limited knowledge I had on Ego the Planet, I wondered how in the world is he going to be Peter's dad. And, I mean, it, it worked. So yeah. I, I, it didn't hang me up at all.
2: Oh, I got one. Uh, the language. There was definitely more language in this one than mm-hmm. any other Marvel movie. And It was like they kind of, you know, they get—they cut him a lot of rope, and he decided yeah. to use it. Yeah. And it was like, eh, we didn't need it. Yeah, that's true. And there were way too many penis jokes, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. For my well, taste.
0: Henry's not going now.
2: I- <laughs> There were there's several bad words and there's a lot of ding dong jokes. There were and I did not get the need for that because he doesn't need it and and the jokes in general. You know he was trying to squeeze one in anywhere he could. Mm -hmm. You could tell he must have went over that script like a hundred times trying to insert jokes. Yeah, Yeah. and and anywhere you could possibly pop one in, he there were you know there was no breathing room. Yeah, he pushed a joke in there any spot you could and and I think it was it was a little too much. What did you think about Baby Groot? Um it was okay. Yeah. You know, he it could have been really annoying. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. Yeah. And it wasn't. Uh, it I wasn't. thought it was fine. No, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And, and I enjoyed the jokes they got out of him and and you know and the and the, the scene that you saw from the previews with the button and rocket mm-hmm. and all that stuff uh, that stuff is good. Yeah.
1: Because there's more to it in the movie. Like, like, there's even more than they show in the in the trailer, and it's it works. It's really funny. And I was worried when I, I saw him like throwing that Ravager off the bridge. I thought, are they going to try to make a baby yeah. tree into like they're going to? He's going to be killing these trained soldiers, but it, it wasn't over the top at all. So yeah, I thought he was fine. But the girls love Groot. <laughs> oh man, we went with a yeah. we went uh, the group of ladies and. All of them, man. They just they
2: swoon over Groot. James Gunn uh, acknowledged that that's not the Groot from the first film. Like that, Hmm. you know, he's not like his. That Groot's memories are gone. His personality's gone. Like he might have regenerated from a piece of the original Groot, but Hmm. that Groot is dead. And this is a different Groot because he's you know doesn't have the same personality, doesn't have the same memories. That's kind of interesting. Has he ever
1: said what the big Easter egg is from nope. the first
2: one? Because he said when this one was released, he would tell what the f- – Yeah.
1: And he went. he's not going to do it anyway.
2: I don't think he's going to so do
1: it. So there's not. It's like John Califari saying <laughs> there's a
2: tweak. I just kept hearing him say if anybody ever finds it, he would he would acknowledge it. Yeah, there's it, not one. I'm calling <laughs> that right now. And if it is, he can't say it now because it's going to be – It's s- such a letdown. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, Todd, you got anything else on Guardians? <laughs> uh yeah, Groot drives to the basket. <laughs> All right. Let's let's, let's uh
2: let's go on. So, um Here, what, did we finish the the Guardians talk? Oh, I thought we so. We got some James Gunn talk, don't we?
1: Oh, yeah, hold on. Yeah, let's let's go back a little bit cuz you did you talked about uh, something that James Gunn announced he was going to do or Yeah, he, go well, ahead. he
2: he announced that uh he's doing Guardians 3. Which he didn't know, and and I think first maybe end of the first weekend he announced. Maybe Monday he said made the announcement. I mean he's going to do Guardians three, which I was slightly surprised just because he had been so standoffish of committing to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it is it's a it's a chore, and I don't think any other Marvel director has done three. You know, because yeah. Favreau did two, mm-hmm. Whedon did two, and so this was you know.
1: The uh, Russo's have only done two, right?
2: Yeah, they'll end up for, um, from the same franchise. Yeah, yeah, they'll end up doing more, but probably only two in the same franchise. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, the other thing about that was that you know he, he's also talked about the fact that he, not all, he's not only doing that, but he's a consultant on everything else, and which means he's replaced Joss on top uh as like the co-architect of the marvel cinematic universe with feige so what are your all's thoughts on that swap i mean he's clearly the golden child and Mm -hmm. you know he's and he's he's taking that spot and and whedon is out do and do you consider whedon's last couple years a fall from grace uh
0: well, he's, he's he's over in DC land now, right? He is, yes. he, yeah, yeah, right.
2: Not yeah. Not only is he not at the top of the pyramid of Marvel, he's he's doing the Batgirl movie. Hey, I'm all for it, to be honest. Yeah. Do I, you, do you? I mean, does it does it seem like a fall to you? Yeah. From from riding on top of the world to it's know, absolutely and, a fall. And, yeah. And he's in charge of Marvel, and then all of a sudden, I think
1: at one time all their eggs were in his basket. Yeah. I think they were riding him going to let him see this whole thing through. Yeah. And And then Age of Ultron was
2: not good. It wasn't good. Not only was it not good, but then he played the blame game. Right. And kind of pointed fingers at Marvel and said, well, if they'd let me do it the Mm -hmm. way I wanted to do it. And yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. And and at the same time, he's kind of gone off the deep end politically uh, as far as like a nut job. He doesn't hold anything back. And he's
1: just nuts.
2: Yeah. like Some
1: of the stuff he says is just
2: Yeah, yeah. No matter what your political leanings are, and we don't want to get too political on the show, but uh, if you say, you know, my uh, mother's gift to you, mom, is that you're dead, and you so you don't have, yeah, have to.
0: My gift to you is you died
2: twenty five years ago. Yeah, Donald Trump That's <laughs> yeah.
1: Might, might be a bit much. Yeah, which I think you said if his gift to his mom is that she died 25 years ago, does that mean he killed her? <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that's what that means. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah. If he gave her the gift of death. But yeah, man, he is, he is a little too outspoken, especially to be as
2: far on one side as yeah. he is. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, um, Sony TPS L2 Walkmans. Todd, let's bring you back into this. Come on, Todd. Yeah. You wake over there. Wake up. Oh, hang on a second. <laughs> uh, Walkman. We're going to talk pro wrestling here in a minute. Wake up. TPSL <laughs> two. on eBay the the Walkman that um, that Star Lord has had in the mm-hmm. first two movies. Uh, eBay prices through the roof. You can't get a hold of them now. Like they're they're been they've been snatched up, especially if you have the uh, headphones with the orange foam on them mm.
1: nice i remember those how much are they going for do you have a, any prices
2: well, of course not that would require <laughs> some uh some research uh, you, you guys uh, discuss and i'll i'll punch some numbers in the google machine how much like let's take a guess then
1: how much do you think peter quill's <clears throat> replica walkman's are going for
0: these days TPSL2. I'm gonna. What were what they cost when they came out? I'd say thirty bucks. I'd say more. they were probably a little more than that. I'm gonna say maybe uh, fifty. Maybe? Fifty. I don't know. Maybe sixty. I mean, you know, you go back to you know, I remember buying. I, I got a Walkman, but it wasn't a Sony. I don't think I can't remember what the brand was. But now the one I got. Mm-hmm had auto reverse on
1: yeah mine too that's a way to get it all right and record okay let's take yeah, a guess yeah what do we think the, these are going to go for so we're thinking that they you bought them for about 50 bucks 30 years ago so what are they going for now todd do you have a guess
0: um i'm gonna triple guess that okay so you're thinking 150
2: 150 i'm gonna go 240 uh, you're both kind of on it because they're all over the board okay uh, 150 is going right it looks like for just the walkman no uh, headphones maybe mm-hmm. mm. um, here's and i'm looking at completed listings that's the some that's sold not not ones that uh, um, are just sitting on there at, at crazy prices but uh, here's one where it's just the headphones the orange headphones 135 for Dang. just them wow uh you've got it looks like you go up to around 300 400 if it's wow. like not exactly the same one but it's working
0: mm-hmm.
2: um there's one for 237 and here's one that apparently sold sony tps l2 walkman cassette player they've got it encased in glass fully working twenty three hundred dollars what yeah 128 bids
0: good grief twenty three hundred dollars was it the one used in the movie i know that's a good question and of course the question is can you still buy cassette tapes hmm are you just gonna be i bet they're on ebay
2: i bet yeah i guarantee uh cassette tapes well i mean
0: i know there's i mean i know you can go to flea markets and find the used tapes i bet somebody's still making them too probably i mean i know i know with vhs the last company that was that was still building vcrs has ceased production so now there's nobody building vcrs Mm -hmm. so if there's nobody building vcrs is anybody going to still make the tapes obviously there's a lot of vcrs still out there and people still tape stuff i still tape stuff on vhs tapes so you do Sometimes, yeah. I'll get my dad to, well, when we didn't have cable and it was a UK game on, I'd, I'd have him tape it because mm. I wasn't there to watch it. So he'd tape it and I'd watch wow. this crappy SD quality with lots of sparkles in it.
2: The $2,300 Walkman is was not used in the film. Uh, just some dude had it. He says, uh, I replaced the belts. It fast forwards, rewinds, plays, stops, pauses. Normally, contact cleaned all sliders. So I guess the the, the care he took to fully restore it is why mm. it went for so much. Goodness
0: sakes! Did he put cap stand in there? Is there capstan listed in the?
2: So there you go. So Come on. don't leave me hanging. Now <laughs> you now you can we're going to move segue on. into all right. Well, we talked about, and this kind of goes off what we were
1: talking about with the. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy memorabilia, That's exactly, in a way. yeah. Uh, we, we had talked about, on the last episode, how we uh, had gotten the rights to one of our favorite 80s TV shows that had kind of been buried for a while, and we're going to bring it back. Um, and there may be some memorabilia to go along with that once we get this thing rolling. But, uh, memorabilia. speaking of memorabilia-wise, what... Uh, like, have you ever bought any from a classic TV show? Or would you ever buy any from a classic TV show?
2: Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you all about. Yeah. I, I, uh, Mad Men is probably my favorite TV show of all time. Probably. Hmm. Uh, they all Everything from it went up for auction on a site called Screen Bid, which has a, a deal with apparently a couple of studios. Um, and I've seen several shows on there, a couple movies, um, but lots of iconic stuff from Mad Men, screen used, and then a ton of, all the way through, a ton of junk that wasn't screen used or, or not verifiable. I mean, you know, down, you know, down to matchbooks, uh, you know, from paintings that hung on the wall in every single episode, hmm. uh, Don Draper's hat. You know, is like just you name it, from extremely iconic pieces to the smallest little thing. Uh so I wanted to ask you all, is there any show that you love enough to buy a memorabilia to, to buy a prop from it? And how much would you pay for it? Did you buy any of the Mad Men stuff? I would've. Yeah. And um the timing never really worked out for me. There were a couple pieces that I might've been able to get if I just could have just stuck around the computer, yeah. and, you know? Um, but no, I didn't end up getting anything. And the stuff that I would have wanted the most went for too much money. And I just would have felt like a jerk. You'd have buyer's remorse big time. <laughs> uh, not so much that like, I think I could have got something that I mm-hmm. would have thought was really cool for about a thousand bucks. Yeah. um, Roger Sterling's my favorite character from my favorite show. They had uh I think I could have definitely gotten ties that he wore, mm. you know. Uh could have got a um certificate that like some type of advertising award that hung on his wall. Yeah. Stuff like that that I thought was pretty cool. But one thing like I could have got a tie for sure. But then I thought there so there were a few things that I could have got gotten that um I was like, what am I going to do with this, though? Mm-hmm. You know, because if you win a tie. Yeah, are you going to wear it to you, church? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Are you going to yeah, wear sure, it? sure
0: that's a Mad Men tie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're wearing it to church.
2: Right? Are you going to frame, frame it? Because it Yeah. yeah there's no yeah. good display method for, you that's know. That's true. Uh, so the, the things that made the most sense for display uh, and then were the coolest, those were you know got snatched up. Yeah, you know, and then others that were just so iconic, like what do you do with Don Draper's hat? But it's Don Draper's hat or his sunglasses, or and, and yeah. everybody wanted. So there's right. high high dollar stuff that I couldn't have come anywhere close to. Um. So, Alan, what's your favorite your favorite TV show of all time? Is Andy Andy Griffith Andy show. Griffith yeah. show. Uh, let's say Andy's hat Mm. up for auction. Would you want it? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. What would you pay? Golly, this this like
1: this is a good uh, a good test to see how much money means to people. Uh, You're right. Um, gosh, I'd probably pay good money for it. Like I'd probably pay money to wear my wife would consider divorcing me for <laughs> <laughs> that. I hand. like that. I like yeah.
2: this thing.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, all right. Let's let him chew on it. Todd, what's <sighs> your favorite TV show of all time? Dark Shadows.
0: Well, let's let's, let's say Dark Shadows.
2: Okay. For the sake of argument, we're going to say Dark because Shadows. Because Dark
0: Shadows would be one, there'd be one item that I would all be right. willing what is it? to buy, and it would be Barnabas Collins' cane.
2: Okay. Yeah. It's yep.
0: a wolf's head cane, and it's silver. Uh, the cane's black, and then the wolf head is silver, and that's such an iconic thing. Yeah.
2: Uh, and you're not getting anywhere near it for a item like that. No. But no. If if you could, uh, what what's what's the amount you're willing to go on Barnabas's cane?
0: So much of it's nostalgia driven. Well,
2: let me say this. <clears throat> uh, let, let's start here at this dollar amount. I was finding in my head a thousand dollars for the right piece I was thinking I would probably do it um and especially for a show that I felt like was as iconic as Mad Men mm-hmm. uh, that will you know last the test of time and people will you know look back 30 years from now and, and you know it'll still be yeah one of those big shows like I don't know if Space Cops is like that you know for a lot of people that like, probably we talk is to yeah um but uh, it's in the conversation. Yeah, so a thousand bucks. Would you pay a thousand bucks for Barnes's cane?
0: That's probably yeah. I probably would.
2: Yeah, what, if what, I could. What's what's the ceiling, man?
0: The ceiling is probably a <laughs> thousand <laughs> <laughs> because there's no there's no way. Here's the thing: if I spent more than that, what's the good in buying a cane <laughs> if you're going to be dying right after you right. pay the money yeah. to do it? Because yeah. yeah, yeah. somebody's going to. Take the cane and bludgeon you. Right, because even
2: at the end of the day, it's still just stuff.
0: It is stuff. And right. we're
2: not here very long. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's, and I mean, I, for me, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm not the type of person that would spend a lot on that kind of stuff, high dollar. But I mean, if it was something like that, there was such a wow, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine how many of those props they had, but that's uh, such a prevalent thing. If you see, if you see uh, publicity shots of, Barnabas, the guy that was Barnabas, you see that cane. He's usually leaning on it. And it's usually in, you know, a lot of these black and white steels. And I don't know if they use the same one in the Johnny Depp. How Tim much Burton would movie.
2: you pay for Johnny Depp's Barnabas uh, cane, uh, uh, Barnabas Collins cane. 200.
0: <laughs> I was surprised. It, it, yeah, were, I, thought,
2: I thought he was going to go negative on that.
0: If, it yeah, if, if it was of similar materials. <laughs> I would probably do two hundred because I do like the look of the cane.
2: All right, back to Alan. Yeah, uh, Andy Griffith's hat. So if starting point is a thousand dollars. Would you do a thousand? Yeah, I'd easily do a thousand. All right. Well, um, what
1: is the ceiling? Are we? Golly. golly! And the bad thing about this is that like, if the right pe- person hears this, they're going to be like, "Yeah, I'll sell it to you for," <laughs> and then the feet are going to be to the fire. Um, <laughs> not that I mean I'm sure Andy's hat is five grand I'd consider it <laughs> I would have to think about it yeah I've got a like I've got a ten thousand dollar <laughs> line of credit at the bank and I'd think about using half of it to get that hat <laughs>
2: Is that is that the item? Like, if you can think of one item from the show, would that be it? What does that be the one?
1: Yeah, or Barney's haty because Andy didn't ever really wear a hat. That's true. Um, yeah. But I would do it for Barney's. Barney
2: always wears that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I
1: probably would for that. Um, I'd do it for like Andy's. I don't know his. I don't know. I was gonna say his boots, but that's weird. <laughs> um, his guitar. I definitely would for his guitar. Uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Are you gonna go ten grand on his guitar? No, I don't think I could do that. Uh-huh. But I might go over five, but
1: I, that, but that's close. We're getting close there. Yeah, but Galleo, <laughs> yeah, I would have to. It'd take me a long time to pay that back. Yeah. But my goodness, it would. Yeah, that would be incredible to have, and I would justify it with my wife because she's a big Wizard of Oz fan, and I'd be like, "This is like Dorothy's slippers to you." And then I think that would
2: I think that would do it. So what about you? What yeah. would what would your ceiling be? I think yeah, I think a thousand. I, I was having I having a hard time moving yeah. past a thousand in my head. I was like that's 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 what all I can do without feeling like the biggest jerk in the world. Yeah, I guess I'm the biggest jerk here then.
0: <laughs> You're our jerk. <laughs>
2: Don Draper's home typewriter nine thousand dollars. G- Don, that would be cool though. Yeah, Don's "Why I'm Quitting Tobacco" newspaper ad eighty one hundred dollars. Uh, pencil sharpener forty six hundred dollars. Somebody's mm-hmm. getting rich. Yeah, off of this uh, fire sale. I'm surprised at uh, Megan Draper's side table four thousand dollars. Somebody knows something I don't know on that one. Uh, Don Draper business card set four thousand dollars. Mm. Social Security card thirty eight hundred dollars. His flask thirty five hundred dollars. So his golf shoes thirty three hundred dollars. Would you buy any or all of that stuff for a thousand? Uh maybe the typewriter. Yeah. Um but I'd rather have I'd rather have Roger stuff. Yeah. Honestly. And maybe the "Why I'm Quitting Tobacco" ad, just because it's so like it was such a piece, like mm-hmm. one of the quintessential moments of the show. To own a piece like that, you know you're you're not gonna. It's an investment. I feel like. Yeah. So yeah, I'd probably pay a thousand dollars for any of that stuff, and just because of the investment factor.
1: It's funny that we we have very similar tastes <laughs> in a lot of things, and, and you could not get into Men. Yeah and did you start in season one yeah, I yeah we've talked beginning. about that yeah.
2: i don't think i would have stuck with it either yeah I do not uh I, even if all any at any point through first or second seasons i wouldn't have made it it just happened that i gave it a a try in the middle of season three mm. and it was when it started to get fun for me
0: yeah did you ever watch it todd i never have watched yeah. it of course i mean i you know we we didn't have cable and I mean, haven't watched a lot of could have got your dad to tape it for you. I could have, yeah. I mean, we've probably got enough old tapes with (laughs) UK basketball from the (laughs) mid-'90s. I know the Martin family has a
2: a full complement, the entire run of, isn't that right, of Andy Griffith on VHS
0: somewhere? Oh, heck yeah.
2: Absolutely, dude, yeah. (laughs) Taped off of, like, TBS. Not that we
0: bought the VHS tapes. No, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, we've got. We can digitize all.
0: that stuff for you. Yeah, I,
1: I could probably do it. Yeah, at, uh, they're all at my grandmother's house,
2: <laughs> and they would get popped in frequently. Uh, seeing if anybody wants some of those uh, Star Lord Walkmans, I'm seeing one for 750, dollars 500. dollars there, sakes. Uh, ready, ready for you, Re- ready to grab. Mm. Get them now.
1: <laughs> all right, shall we take a break? Yeah, let's take a quick break. Um, we'll come back. We'll talk about a disappointing Memorial Day for Hollywood um, and a couple of other interactions we've had on social media. So, uh, yeah, we'll come right back. You're listening to Talk Hard. That is some catchy theme music, I will say. It's not. It's a, it's a great theme. It really yeah, is. It is. Why I,
0: did you fade it down before Gordon Lightfoot started singing? <laughs> <laughs> is that a Gordon classic? Gord's Gold, as it was his greatest hits, was known. Gord's Gold.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Talk Hard. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the a little bit. Of, we're going to talk a little Pirates of the Caribbean here as we discuss what happened over the Memorial Day weekend, which has historically been good at the box office this year, not so much. Um, The worst this year's Memorial Day box office take in was the worst in 18 years. Uh, Just to recap, 18 years ago, um, what finally, like you had to go back 18 years to find a box office that was less money than this one. That weekend was the second weekend of the Phantom Menace, Mm. and it was number one at the box office that weekend. And if you take into consideration that ticket prices, on a website I looked at, ticket prices were 42% less than, actually more tickets were sold that weekend than this weekend. Wow. So this weekend we had Pirates of the Caribbean, the new one, uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales, is that what it's called? Yeah. And Baywatch, Mm -hmm. both opened. And both did well under what was expected. Uh, Pirates is expected to do at least ninety. It did seventy-seven million. Uh, Baywatch was they were hoping for fifty. It did half of that. Oof!
2: Yeah, twenty-five. Yeah, yep. So you see how quickly I did that. That was quick, that's pretty man.
1: Good. I think the final number on it was uh, at the end of the weekend was twenty-six point six. But they. They released it Thursday night so they could get the extra night and get five days in, and they still only That's got right. twenty six million. It did
2: come out Thursday for uh, for
1: Baywatch, which you said that you thought looked like it might be pretty good, didn't you? Baywatch, yeah, uh, I would did, probably not exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> I think what I heard was Baywatch will be the best comedy this year.
2: What did I, did I say? That? <laughs>
1: I was like, did I
2: say that? <laughs> Not no.
0: since the ridiculous 6 <laughs> has there been such a entertaining comedic triumph. Man, there's there's
2: something about the rock in uh, a comedy that yeah. that keeps grabbing me and I I wanted to watch uh, I didn't want to watch it in a theater and I didn't want to pay to see it, but I did want to I did think um the, the CIA movie with uh, Kevin Hart looked mm. funny to me. I couldn't help it. Yeah, and the same way with this one, I was like, the Rock and and Zac Efron acting stupid. It, it seemed kind of funny to me. Uh, I was I was laughing at at some of the preview stuff. Yeah, so m- mainly at Efron probably and and him acting stupid. But yeah, so I'm not afraid to say it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I. I Rock, I, I don't, I don't know about the Rock and the Wolfman though. I know there, there's talk about Rock being the Wolfman. Uh, no, I just no, I'll, I'll go ahead and put an X you know, through that one. You, you can't, you can't play Larry Tate if you're that big. Yeah. And
2: he's gonna add to the, he's gonna be part of the DC gang too with the Black Adam. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: So what? Why was this year so bad? like last year was better than this year and the only big movie that opened last year was X-Men Apocalypse which was awful. Yeah. And it did quite a bit better than last week last year's box office was quite a bit better than this one.
2: Yeah, for whatever reason they misjudged the Baywatch property. I mean, cuz I don't I don't think that the to me the the previews, you know, they don't look bad so I don't think yeah. that would have turned people off. I might this might be controversial. To an extent, I think
1: they mismarketed Baywatch completely. Yeah. I think people are over the R rated comedy. There's yeah. a certain group that can do it. The Seth Rogans can do it and make a little money off of it. I think they mismarketed it by making it a hey, look at the rock and Zach Efron in these bathing suits and it's going to get raunchy <laughs> instead of like showing us who is going to be the Pam Anderson and the Carmen Electra, and who's going to be that
2: of this group? I didn't get the. I hadn't picked up on the it's going to get raunchy thing. And if I had, I wouldn't have wanted to see Mm. it as much. Is it rated R? Yeah. Wow. I think right there. There's your. To me, that's it. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're going to make it rated
1: R and you want people who were a fan of the franchise like us when we were teenagers, we were fans of the franchise when we were teenagers because we got to see Pam Anderson Mm. running down the beach in a bathing suit like i'm not for objectifying women but that's yeah what baywatch was yeah and then they marketed it as here's the rock and zach gonna be telling
2: dirty jokes yeah that's the that's a boneheaded move to yeah. me because the stuff that was working in the previews was just you know zach efron's a goof and he's kind of stupid and mm-hmm. that, that's where the humor is what yeah no that's that's that, yeah they made a major mistake with that
0: well let's go back a month or whatever it was to chips i mean yeah. same deal yeah chips r-rated comedy yeah, right they chips was a family show and
2: whoever greenlit that Ugh. fired yeah. like he never needs to work again like yeah. i can't believe somebody greenlit that and 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 i can't believe somebody hired the person who would green light that like just go on up the ladder yeah like what happened here you gave you gave dax the green light to make a chips a raunchy chips movie yeah
0: what there's hope yeah there's always hope that's so, right,
2: people will give money to anybody yeah. under the right circumstances. Hey, we got three dudes right here that can give you a bad idea just as, just as quickly as anybody else. The,
1: the raunchy R-rated comedies that just go for the cheap sex jokes are they like, do they work anymore? I've never liked them to be honest with you. I thought yeah. The Hangover was awful.
2: Yeah, I did too. Couldn't stand it. Yeah, couldn't stand it. And uh, I do think it's for for the people that it was working for. It's probably played out by yeah. now. You know, we're probably in a in a cycle where it's going away from that, or at least I hope we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but what about so what about uh, Pirates and what didn't? Why they didn't buy in on that one? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Maybe because the last one was bad. I guarantee that's what it is. Yeah. And not just the last one, the last two or last three. two, yeah. yeah. at least the last two. Yeah. I'd say even this was the fifth one, so yeah, the last two. Yeah. The, uh, the one with Penelope Cruz was pretty bad. We watched
1: it last weekend to kind of get mm-hmm. ready for this one, and I haven't seen the new one yet, but um, yeah, it was just...
2: I haven't seen the fourth one. Yeah, it's it's bad. Because the third one was it was yeah. bad, and like I had no interest whatsoever in watching it, mm-hmm. and uh, so I think that's just the carryover from this one. You do... Two bad ones in a row. Why do you think you know you're cashing your chips or the roosters are coming home to roost or however you want to say that? Are How, you telling that tales you, out of school you, again, you Scott. Can,
1: you can watch that movie till the roosters come
0: home,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: till they lock you up in the
2: clink house, chickens are coming home to roost, something like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just like what you what you see in reverse for for a movie like uh Batman Begins that didn't do crazy money, mm-hmm. but uh The Dark Knight did. It's it's on the back of Batman Begins. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you set up sequels, the money a sequel's going to make based on what the predecessors did. Like, you know, uh so the money that this one's make is, is completely uh, an indictment on how bad the last two were. It it just, they stunk. So you, you should go ahead and draw it up like this one's. like no matter if, even if it was great, which is not, uh, the money would be bad because, you know, the people are like, I got bit once or twice and I'm not going again. Yeah.
0: Well, and let's, let's be honest here. I mean, you know, chips and Baywatch are movies based on TV shows, pirates of the caribbean is based on a ride disney world <laughs> yeah um and it just so happens that lightning struck at the time that it came out same director came back and did two and three to kind of wrap the whole trilogy up or whatever and i think that's why those maybe worked didn't see the didn't see two or three just saw the first one um but you, you know it's like you say it cycles um you know how many how many movies did D- Disney crank out that were based on amusement park rides? I mean, you had uh, you had Pirates of the Caribbean, you had the Haunted Mansion, and mm. you had uh, Country Bears.
1: Mountain. Yeah,
0: I mean. Wasn't escape from Witch mountain? in that a ride?
1: Um,
0: no, Space Mountain. Space Mountain's the ride. Escape that Witch... from Space Mountain. Escape. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a s- great that's, movie. That's the fourth movie right there. Guess who was in the third one? The Rock. <laughs> Rick Flair. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, right. Rock was in <laughs> the race Flayers, to Witch man. Mountain. Um, so you know, yeah, I, I think I think, and on you know, not to sidestep pirates, but. I was talking to Alan about this uh, earlier and that was, what about alien alien was an 80% drop from week weekend one to weekend two. Wow, huge. That is really huge. Cause I mean, they were talking that up and I did see alien and I'll be honest. I had, I had read such good things leading into it. There were a lot of, there's a lot of positive buzz. They were putting out feature, you know, like
2: mm-hmm. deleted
0: scenes and stuff before the movie ever got mm-hmm. here. And then, then the, the reviews started coming in. I was reading reviews on websites that specialize in mm-hmm. horror sci-fi, and there were, I, I read two or three that were three out of ten.
2: Yeah, yeah, my trailer mm-hmm. radar went off on that one, uh, and I thought it was going to be a stinker. Yeah, uh, and just a replay of the first movie, basically the greatest hits. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, and with I Danny know, McBride, yeah. yeah. I don't know if anybody's watched Prometheus. I mean, Prometheus. I have have not. Prometheus was actually. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought he was trying to go in a different direction that was leading into Alien. Exactly. And
2: yeah. But
0: the problem is, and he was talking about doing, you know, more about that Prometheus universe before we get to Alien. But now it's almost like, oh, you know what? We're yep. not going to do those two movies that I was thinking about. We're going to go straight into exactly,
2: them. and I think that was to me that was a mistake. Even though it might not have been like, I guess this was the bigger gamble with the, and therefore the bigger chance of a payoff. You you were taking a bigger risk to kind of just skip over that, but mm. you were going for the big payday possibly if it worked right. out mm-hmm. to to give people seventy seven Alien instead right. of Prometheus two or whatever the, right. the follow up the to that story because it didn't do as much money. But I think the reviews would have been a lot better. And, you know, yeah. so you had a, a, small, a lower ceiling for cash, but I think that was the way to go. And because to me, I would have watched that movie. I would have watched the follow-up to Prometheus probably hmm. because I was interested in where they were going with it. And right. then instead they just kind of tanked it.
0: Well, and, and I have to admit, after reading those reviews, I wasn't as jacked up to go see yeah. Alien. And then I went to see it because... I went with my uh, nephew and tried to go in with an open mind, but was kind of disappointed by the time it ended. And I I guess, and I'd already kind of sold myself on the fact that I was going to be disappointed Mm -hmm. uh, because of what I'd read before. And it is, it's basically, it's a, it's a carbon copy Mm -hmm. of alien 1979.
2: That was very obvious from the, from the, uh, yeah, you know, trailers.
0: Yeah. Other, you know, other than, you know, the different planet um but you know, and and more gory effects, but and I mean, I think Ridley's even though he's in his 80s, I think he's a lot he's capable of a lot more and he obviously knows this mm-hmm. universe and and uh and loves it because he's going back to it now. I mean, he doesn't want anybody to touch it now. You know, a few years mm-hmm. back, it was right. like, oh, "Ah, yeah. yeah, you yeah, you yeah, can do whoever. whatever." Yeah. Uh-huh. And now it's like, "No, that's mine." You know there was talk about neil blomkamp who did district nine doing a um a movie that took place after aliens mm. uh with the Sigourney weaver character and the michael bean character and newt and all that uh instead of going the david fincher route with alien three they're going to you know have a different a different take on it which a lot of people were excited about because a lot of people love aliens i yeah. think aliens is Cameron's best film but um i don't know um it's this, I mean, it again. It looked great. Alien uh, Covenant looked really good, uh, but nothing new. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there was, you know, there were there were scares, and you know they were coming. Um, there was going to be sabotage. You knew that was coming. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, no, no, no new, uh, no newly chartered waters there, and it's kind of sad because you kind of want to see. I'd like to see it eventually get back. You know where it bridges to Alien, yeah. if they can do it in a way that's interesting and not just oh mm-hmm. well we've bridged the gap now.
2: Yeah, and Ridley definitely, like you said, he wasn't he was kind of ah now nah, I'm done with that you yeah. know I've moved on, and he all of a sudden has taken a page from Stallone's playbook basically or you know or the Stallone model of what properties do I have. It's Mm -hmm. time to cash in. Like, you know, I'm at the, I'm in the twilight. Let's grab some money on these properties we've got. So can we make another Rambo? Let's make a Rambo. Can we make another Rocky? Let's make more Rockies. And, uh, I think that for him, alien and blade runner.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what, what, what I don't understand is how, or at least at the time when Prometheus came out. And I think Prometheus was five years ago. I think it was 2012. Um, He was so gung ho about that movie and what, Mm -hmm. and what, and exploring that, you know, that pre alien universe. Mm -hmm. And now it's like five years later, uh, you know what? I'm going to skip ahead of all that stuff. I was talking about the interesting stuff Mm -hmm. and now let's, let's just go. I want to get, I want to get to 1979. I want to get to the Nostromo as uh, fast as I can. And
2: the only reason is cash yeah he you know looked at the numbers from the first movie and thought and thought nope this is gonna bring in more dollars right here and it's only about the cash because yeah exactly like if you listen to what he was saying back then it was like had a genuine passion for the story mm-hmm. and if you if you do then you don't just drop it and move on no. to you know remaking alien um which gosh i feel like ridley scott of 10 or 15 years ago would have punched himself in the face if, you know, like, oh, yeah. like you know, if he said, I'm just going to remake the movie I made, you know, in 79. But, um, yeah, that's my, yeah, right. ta- my brain just tapped out. Well, I don't, I don't know where it's going. I anymore. mean,
0: obviously with <laughs> Prometheus, you're, you know, that's, that's also a different sale because it doesn't have alien in the title. We, mm-hmm. you know, the, the nerds know what it's about, but, nobody else knows and the, you know the casual moviegoer, oh well what's prometheus
2: yeah and he had a whole mythology that he was yeah. that he just started and now, and it now would probably he's, never yeah, he's never fast be finished fast forward
0: over he skipped yeah. over through it and and, yeah, and it to like, me there and and he skips over a really what could have been i think a really interesting uh take yeah. for for uh, the follow up to prometheus yeah and he, he just i mean it's to, and you see it in a flashback uh, but you know, it's just, you know, I'm, I go back and, you know, you go back and watch Alien and I saw that when I was 13 and it scarred me. Yeah. My dad actually took me to see it at Danville cinema one and two. And it was, and it was great. I mean, it's a great movie. 79 was a great year for horror movies that and yeah. Dawn of the Dead and Phantasm. But that movie was, it was, it was a horror movie in space and, um, and it was awesome and it sticks with you, but you can't, you know, you can't do that same thing. 30 40 years later mm-hmm. and basically do the same thing and 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 you know you've got to regardless if you're the the architect of it you've got to do something different otherwise it's 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 a friday the 13th it's the mm-hmm. same thing same kills you know there's going to be somebody that dies this way there's going to be somebody you know so yeah, yeah. i'll be surprised yeah. if we get yeah you know with with the drop off so much i don't know yeah. he's probably got enough clout that he can get one more made
2: yeah what? Yeah. Instead, you know, show me the weird waxy dudes. What? What's their yeah. deal? What? What? You know, where are they from? What's their deal? What were they doing? You know, were they were they going to make a primus video? Uh,
0: <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> or or yeah with the um, yeah with the, the 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 monks right the Tibetan monks. So yeah, I don't know. That that was a yeah. It was a very interesting take mm-hmm. you know that those, those these engineers were supposed to be the yeah, creators right. of life Yeah. let's yeah oh that is interesting but no that's not we need more xenomorphs yeah and because you have you've seen that right well let's see more of that
2: <laughs> Yeah, because you like to that yeah
0: you like you like people dying violently right because yeah. that's what we're going to show you, you need,
2: so need some guts get some gut busters we'll give you some gut busters yeah what's next al I
1: was going to ask you all getting back to Memorial Day <laughs> bombs <laughs> this
0: <is> pre-Memorial
1: so, <laughs> pre-Memorial is,
2: is Johnny Depp done um not necessarily uh, he's 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 on the floor right now and, yeah. and 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 whatever box office uh gold he had whatever mojo he had cooking it's dead he's he's not a draw anymore no yeah, yeah I, i'm not saying he can't resurrect the career again and have a have a third act uh but as of right now it's it the uh the pull he had is dead as a doornail yeah um it'll be interesting to see what kind of business uh the invisible man does and if anybody gets cold feet before they start shooting on that thing
1: yep yeah. all right i guess we can move on uh you know who never
0: has a drop-off on Memorial Day? Um, one of the cleaners in Danville. Because they're closed, so there's no drop-off. Uh, Sorry, was that's Was that wrong. what you were...
2: Oh. No. it's <laughs> not where he was going. No. Dolph, Co- Lundgren. Dolph
0: Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, buddy. Yeah. Shout out to Dolph Lundgren, who never has a bad day. Not when you're cranking out DTV, and that's direct-to-video <laughs> stuff that you can't touch. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I,
1: I uh, actually have a little story for you guys that I randomly got um, from somebody seeing an interaction I had with a listener of the show uh, about uh, Dolph Lundgren. She saw this on Facebook. She texted me, I actually have a funny slash awful Dolph Lundgren story if you want to hear it. So, of course, I took the bait on that. Oh, well, yeah. So, are you guys ready for this short Dolph Lundgren story as we shout out to him?
0: There's nothing short hard. about Dolph Lundgren. No, that's that's no. true.
1: All right. So this girl tells me that a uh, coworker had a graduate school roommate that had a one night stand with Dolph, and this is post Rocky Four. So
2: somebody you know,
1: somebody I know,
2: has a had a cowork- has a coworker, coworker
1: who had a one- graduate school roommate. <laughs> okay, who all right. had.
0: So, four four times removed. Right. Okay. <laughs>
1: this is, so, we're getting the story fifth hand from me.
2: Yeah.
1: At a one-night stand with Dolph Lundgren. So, this is Drago, because this is after Rocky Four. Yeah. And the morning after, Dolph takes a massive dump that totally wrecks the plumbing <laughs> and leaves without a word to anyone.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds right. I think it checks out. <laughs> all right now when you say fifth and or not I know it's true I think so, it's awesome
0: so if he so by breaks the plumbing <laughs> does that mean he at least got his business down and it just didn't work or he I don't just, think
1: they could get it down man <laughs>
0: So basically, he, he just. He
1: choked up. I think he choked He
0: left a quarry full of rubble.
1: I think he did. That's exactly right. And the thing was overfilled. Yeah. Uh, wrecked the plumbing, yeah. took off, didn't uh, even say bye. I will
2: break you. I will
0: break you and your toys. <laughs> well
2: i hope it was good at least
0: was it i wonder was so was this was this a, would this have been in a hotel that had a probably a you know no. an industrial strength she, toilet i
1: did get confirmation he went back to her place wrecked her toilet and took <laughs> off yeah.
0: yeah. so it wasn't without yeah. saying goodbye so it didn't have like turbo flush or anything no. wow
1: standard standard issue
0: well there there's there's a point folks is that if you're going to have a one night stand with Dolph make sure you go to a hotel and That's make right. sure he pays for it or <laughs> and make sure your card's not on you know down on the register there yeah. cuz I mean I can't imagine you know plumbing It's a lot. That is know? a lot, yeah. C-
2: celebrities live different lives, don't they? They sure do. They really do. A- especially good-looking ones <laughs> yeah. like I mean, just, I think just this week I heard Hasselhoff on a radio show and they started, you know, uh, drilling him for information and, and he was, and he was just like, yeah, man, it was good. It was good to be the Hoff basically. And he was like, you know, and even after all the acting, you know, had kind of gone away and he was or, you know, in one of the lulls and he was kind of a joke and he was, you know, mm-hmm. in America, like looked at as a joke. And, but he's doing the, the music thing in Germany, you know. So he's in Austria and some... There's women in Germany, too. Yep. So there's some beautiful girl brings him something to his room, like room service or something. And he and he said, uh, hey, why don't you come back? And she said, okay. And, and that was all it took. It was it's like, you know, so I guess it's good to be... Uh, the Hoff. Don't hassle the Hoff. The Hoff or Drago the Hoff or, or
1: the Dolph.
0: yeah What... What was uh what was Hasselhoff's uh radio hit? What was this, what was that? He had he had yeah, a song. He did. What was it? No,
2: I'm not going to I'm not going to be able to come up with that.
0: Sing it. No,
2: nah, I refuse. Let's see. Keep keep talking everybody. It's
0: uh, I mean, you know, when you think of actors that were actors first that have that hit song. I mean, obviously Patrick Swayze with She's Like the Wind. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm... Eddie Murphy. Party all the time. That's right. Uh, David Naughton making it. Boy,
2: looking for freedom in 1989. Whoa. Do S- sing it. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Uh, do the limbo dance. Oh, good grief. Mm. <laughs> 1991. Jump in my car in 2000 I need to listen to some no, of d- these. D- they d- look amazing. I
1: swear I know. Jump in my car. So maybe that was maybe it. Maybe that was it uh, then.
2: Truth tr- and it's creepy. True survivor from Kung Fury, which I do know that one. The the little YouTube oh. movie that just came out not too long ago. Uh, the Knight Rider theme. He sang it. the closing to Guardians of the Galaxy 2 didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one that James Gunn wrote. Yeah. There, apparently, he put words to the Knight Rider theme, maybe, and sung it. Oh, in that's got to be two thousand four. <laughs> I want to hear it though, right? Yeah, I do too. That's got to be the worst. <laughs>
0: I don't even know. How does it go?
1: I can't remember how the theme goes. But well, the legend of Dolph grows. I enjoyed that story. I hope you guys did as well. Anybody else have any Dolph stories yeah, to share? Especially first hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take them third hand. I don't care. We will be the collection yes, of, sir. Of, of Dolph here. Send them to
0: us and I let us talk if, about them. I wonder if they replaced the whole toilet. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it probably burned through the wax ring and everything. You'd have to just take it out,
1: plug it up. Then you could sell the used toilet on eBay. Yeah.
0: Next to Don (laughs) Draper's
1: typewriter. That's right. (laughs) That's exactly right. All right, last thing we wanted to talk about. Scott, you had an interaction with one of our favorite comedians of all time on
2: the Twitters, did you not? I did, and this is the smallest little tidbit it could possibly be. So I'll tell my thirty-second story. Good deal. Uh, it was um, he got who he, was it first of all? Because we haven't said. Uh, Norm Macdonald. Yeah, and he is prolific on Twitter. If you didn't know, uh, he's one of the one of those guys, and especially during golf tournaments. I think people were congratulating him on his Netflix special. Which have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Okay, I haven't either. Not yet. Uh, I will watch it though and he was saying thanks and people were saying nice things and they said you know you were my favorite on snl and somebody else said you know you were my, loved bob dole my, your bob dole sketches were my one of my favorites and he said thanks and that made me think of a question that i've had in the back of my mind for 20 years um and so I just fired it at him, and uh, there was a sketch, and you all will know it, and Bob Dole was trick-or-treating. It was a Halloween episode. <laughs> I know, exactly. Of, it's
1: Bob Dole. I even know the question
2: of, at this point. Go ahead and ask yeah. it. Uh,
1: was that uh, ske- scripted or ad-libbed when he, when
2: he popped in on the stuttering kid? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so a kid's standing at the yeah. door. The kid is supposed to say... Uh, well, I don't even know the line he's supposed to, say, but he 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 freezes up hard. But he's supposed to say something about Bob Dole, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and big uh, and then it, but he just he locks up, and all of a sudden Norm just steps in and shoves the kid out of the way and says, "It's Bob Dole, G.D." Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and it was just—I don't know—it was just a perfect moment that was huge laughs, and, and and we we thought it was the you know one of the funniest things ever. So that's what you asked him, though. That's exactly what I asked him. Oh, did and you got an answer? Yep, wasn't scripted. The kid locked up. And uh, and somebody said in his ear, like somebody, I think the stage manager said, "Get him out of there" or something like, you know, <laughs> jump in there. And so Norm, just off the top of his head, just shoves, get out of the way, and says, "You know, it's Bob dole GD. Bob Dole, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did he say GD or <laughs> yeah, is that uh, he just did. okay? GD it, straight did up, he? yeah, yeah. It's Bob Dole, yeah, GD, GD, it. <laughs> GD it, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: Bob Dole, GD. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He said that was uh, completely unscripted, and the kid just locked up, and so. They just jumped in there, man. So now, and yeah. now we know for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome it's that seen. he remembers it too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. knew it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Is Still Can you tried. find that clip
2: anywhere? No. And yeah, cause I tried to really directly afterwards. Cause somebody said like, you know, do you have the, the clip you're talking about? And I went and looked it up and apparently it was on cause the you can find the placeholder on the SNL website, mm-hmm. you know, where they have all the videos. And it was on there, but now the video is missing. So they have a page for it, and they've hmm. got that sketch and by name, you know, the the title hmm. of the sketch and the. But the uh, it says it said something like this video expired in two thousand five or something like that. Wow, or, it was like the cold open of the show or something, or something too, too something wasn't
1: like it? That. Wasn't it the open?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think it was. Yeah. This this video expired in two thousand fifteen. I think is what it hmm. said.
1: I, I was looking for, um, I don't know if you all remember this, but it was after Eminem made the joke about uh, homosexuals or whatever, and then Elton John came out and said he was offended, so then they were going to sing Stan together at the Grammys. Do you all remember that? Mm-hmm. And do you remember on Weekend Update, they had uh, Horatio Sands being Elton John and Chris Parnell being Eminem, and they did the duet together, and which ended up with Eminem and Elton John mm-hmm. making out. I don't remember you don't remember that. that? I don't remember that. I was trying to find that the other day and can't find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. I can find the transcript of it, which is weird because it's basically just the lyrics to Stan. Yeah, but could not find the video of that anywhere. So it's weird how some of that stuff just yeah disappears.
2: Yeah, there's there's one. There are uh, at least two or uh, episodes of the Tony Bennett show that Alec did, mm. uh, and I wanted I think the very first one, but it's not on there. And where he's I think Horatio is like his neighbor or or was on a plane with him. And he wants him to tell a joke that he told him on the plane. And it was like, and he can't say the words. So he's like, so in that one part, just say this. And then in the other part, just say rooster sucker. <laughs> 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 and at the end of the show, he's like, so thanks to Eliza Minnelli for coming on and, and Robert the rooster sucker and uh, uh, stuff like that. But it was like, I, I want to see that one so bad because I can't, you know, I can't, re- I can sort of remember it, but not exactly. And I want to see it
0: yeah the the mercury mistress commercial i don't know if you can find that one or not but that one i'm trying to think what era that was but that's the one where the guy um, the guy drives the car back to his house and he gets out and he's walking around the side and he takes a look at the back side of the car and and then he lowers i guess lower he lowers the the license plate and takes out the the gas cap, and then just goes to town on the car.
1: Oh, I do because the Mercury,
0: that. the Mercury Mistress, and so you got the shot of him just you know behind the car, right?
1: Just going to town, yeah. um,
0: and you <laughs> oh, all don't yeah, know what right. I'm doing, so you don't want to know. But it's uh, it's one of those that I I think it seemed like it was you know it I think,
2: disappeared. I think some of our listeners
1: would have loved to have seen, seen the visual. I don't yeah. know. Well, don't you know do get that. the ladies on here. Well, you are their favorite. It's been established. I am the boss, baby,
0: <laughs> baby.
1: <laughs> oh, speaking of weird little Saturday Night live tidbits, maybe we can end with this. But I heard that that *Wayne's World* three never got made. Have you all heard this? Mm-mm. Because Mike Myers got mad at Dana Carvey because Dana Carvey said in a public interview that Mike Myers completely ripped off the Doctor Evil character. From Dana Carvey's impersonation of Lorne Michaels. Oh wow! Hmm. And so there's been a rift between the two of them ever since, wow. and Wayne's really? World Three never got made because of that.
0: Didn't they? But now they didn't they get back together and do Wayne mm-hmm. and Garth though since, for, like on the 25 year Nell? anniversary? But maybe okay. they just
1: buried it for that night
2: or something. Yeah. Uh,
0: Mike is a little weird.
2: Yeah, now I've heard I
0: hear he's a. Prima Donna too on the set. Or I just, was. Yeah,
2: I get. I get the sense that he's got like some type of like issues with growing old, or or like you know he he doesn't want to make appearances as him. You know, like mm-hmm. any time he does anything, he's got to be heavily makeup. Yeah, now. and his hair looks weird. Uh, because have you seen the the game show he's doing? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Didn't know he's doing anything. Yeah, I've seen. I saw two previews for it the uh, past two nights, and um. He's playing, so it's it's a straight game show, except the host of the game show is supposedly a host legend from Britain, but it's Mike Myers in heavy makeup, mm-hmm. and and they and they never say anything about Fully Mike Myers. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. they just so say, maybe
1: I have seen the trailer or commercial okay. for it, never even knew he, it was in. I
0: think the last time I saw him, he's got white hair. Yeah, he's pretty much white haired now. So.
2: Hmm. Yeah, like, I think it's insane, because it looks like a three-hour prosthetic job. Wow. And if you're doing that for a game show, yeah, I mean. Like a Johnny
1: Knoxville jackass going out
2: as yeah. the old man yeah. stuff. It's like
1: seems like a lot yeah. of work really for a does. game
2: show. Yeah. And that you would get tired of that real quick.
1: A game show that's like on TBS or something, too. It's not even like on a oh, major it? network, yeah. either, even, is it?
2: Because I, I think know. I know the one you're talking about. Uh-huh. I'm not sure. Because I don't know what channel I was watching when it came on. Yeah.
0: Uh, You know, it's a shame too because, I mean, he honestly, I think he had comedic genius in his DNA.
2: He's very likable too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And especially, you know, he was, he was, uh, some of that you know, uh, humor probably ran its course, but man, he was—you know—there uh, was not many, not many people that were more likable at yeah. that time. Like, so I married an right. axe murderer and right. stuff like that. Like he could, he could just—you know—he could lead a movie just yeah. as himself. You know, yeah.
1: And Wayne's World's probably the best.
2: Yeah. SNL right. sketch turned movie. Yeah, it's it's up there with Blues, Blues Brothers. Brothers. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say.
1: All right, it's like midnight, and we still have to drive an hour, so maybe we should go home. Well, if you, you know, if you want to wuss out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm wussing out. I think he's. I think he said it. Yeah. All right, we we covered a lot today, though. We, we did got a lot of stuff in. So uh, yeah, anything that you guys want to add to this conversation, or anything you want us to talk about, feel free to get on the social medias. Everything is uh, Walk Softly Films. You can find us easily, and. Um, yeah, give us a holler. We'll talk about whatever you want us to talk about or we'll just make stuff up. You have it your way. So I'm ready to go home. These guys are ready to go home. We're going to get out of here. For Scott Stafford and Todd Sheen, this is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard.
0: Well, I hope you come to see me in the movie And I know that you will plainly see The biggest fool ever hit the big time and all I gotta do is act naturally